believe it is season two of Chiefs to Live Free podcast. Ooh, I can't. Can you? All glory to God. Happy New Year, dear sisters. Welcome to season two. Cheers to your evolution in Christ into the godly, authentic, nurtured self, right? May your goals be spiritually meaningful, intellectually stimulating, emotionally energizing, physically challenging, socially impacting, financially performing, and overall freeing. Remember, don't lose your why this year. Let's go. <laughs> I am so excited to be back. Hi, dear sisters. This is Kate A. Cook-a-Daisy. How are you doing? And it is great to have you listening. What I aim to do with this podcast and the wider ministry of I Am Free Woman is to help you heal and transform your heart and mind as you choose to live free in Christ every day. I believe healing is our choice. And once we embrace that process, we can truly heal others as we are healed. So I say, heal people, heal people. To kick off the year, and as most of us embark on some form of a fast, I am on a 30-day Daniel fasting and prayer. I thought it would be perfect to have my friend and mama in Christ join me on my virtual couch for a conversation. As a lady reverend, she lets down her hair, and trust me, y'all want to stay tuned. She, we, we have so much fun. <laughs> for some sisterly, motherly conversation. But before we get to this awesome episode for the start of the year and also the start of season two, here are a few thoughts for you. Please remember to like, share, follow, subscribe to the podcast, and also rate and review the show on Apple iTunes. It will do my heart some good to hear from you. We will be kicking off our live Dear Sister Summits in February. So ooh, please stay tuned. I can't wait for our Saturday mornings with you and our guests. We have a planner for you to help you organize your life. So I want you to go to chiefjoyactivator.com and iamfreewoman.org for more information. Subscribe to our newsletter, uh, Dear Sisters, so much so. And the newsletter is weekly and also monthly newsletter, so you can get more information there. Here's what. As you listen to the conversation with Reverend OG, my mama in Christ, in 2023, whenever you are at the threshold of faith and fear, I want you to remember these. Relaxing God. Make God your friend. Discern the voice of God. If you want to have your peace of mind, and I love this one, know who you are supposed to reveal your vision to because they may not have the capacity to handle it. Look toward the win that is at the end of your journey. Never entertain fear because fear is a torment. The only constant in your life journey is the love of God in the midst of your transformation. Allow God to direct you. Get to God by his word and through conversations with him. Just obey what you know God is asking you to do. Stop trying to figure out how it will end. And most importantly <laughs> to me, get excited about life all the time. And that is joy. <laughs> you do all of those things that I mentioned before and it will get you excited about life. Okay. And remember to choose to be free. Choose to live free and choose to stay free, being faithfully renewed, encouraged, exceptional women and men of God. And until next time, when I catch you, I want you to listen to this conversation and may God's goodness and mercy follow you always. And remember, heal people, heal people. So I want you to go out into the world and heal someone today. Choose to live free. I love you. Enjoy the conversation. I don't know why I'm laughing. Enjoy yourself. That's fun. If only, if only, if only. Hi, 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 Mama OG. Hi, kids. 
I'm all good. <laughs> and you? Hi, everyone. <laughs> this is Choose to Live Free with Kate A. Daisy, and it is so great to have you listening. Today, I have a special treat uh, because I have requested uh, my spiritual mom to come and be with us as we begin 2023 to speak some words of encouragement into us as young women, as women of God, women of faith, women who are trying their best when it comes to living this thing called life. And so today, she is joining us all the way from Ghana. And for those of you who have been attending some of I Am Free Woman Ministries events, you have probably heard from her speak. And it is always a joy when we have her around us. So today we get the pleasure of hearing from her. And I am so excited because she's going to talk about her life. She's going to talk about different things that has to do with discerning the word of God hearing from God, and also as we go into this new year, what are some of the things that we can do to excel as children of God? And so as we welcome her, I just want you to Hi, everyone. So good to be here. I'm cool, and I'm excited. You know, you're putting me on the spot. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> Listen, everyone, when I, when I, when I called, when I texted her this morning, she, she texted me actually like, are we going to be on video? I said, uh, the video is for my eyes only and not for everybody. She's like, I don't look good. If y'all could see what she looks like, you'd be like, and you what now? You don't look good. I mean, no makeup. And she is looking flawless in her natural beauty. So hint, hint, makeup, no makeup. You still look good. You still look great. So, so yeah. Nobody's Thank going to you. see this video. I'm the only one who sees this video. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So let's Thank get into you. our our program for today, Mama. Um, you know, I had the pleasure yeah. of meeting you. I mean, God works in mysterious ways, the way he kind of puts people together. Because you came into my life yeah. through my sister, Lorraine. And she connected me yeah. to you. Uh, through your WhatsApp ministry at that time, it was like a sisterhood of um, group, a group. And when I started going through yeah. some things in my life in 2016, I disconnected from a lot of groups on WhatsApp and your group was one of them. And I disconnected because I needed <laughs> to hear from God. I needed to work through my process. Um, the result of the process is what we have now. I am through my ministries and um, we and reconnected. Happy. Yeah. We reconnected and I was like, wait a minute, what? So it is interesting how everything works together. And so um, I'm glad to have you here on the podcast. You have been behind the scenes. You have heard some of the things that have happened, starting the ministry, starting the podcast, you know, all those things and your encouragement, your prayers, you know, my disappointment. All right. It's always a pleasure, you know communicating with you and doing this anytime I have to speak um, with anyone or a group of people on things that have to do with uh, Christian life, my Christianity is always exciting, you know, and I, I, I don't think somebody asked me some time ago to do an interview on my life and everything. Nah, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> Now imagine my surprise. Well, I guess you know. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's always I'm looking forward. You know, I don't know, but I guess there's a reason we do have our past, and um, 
thank God for everything. As you rightly said, I'm Julia, Julia Oji, and a pastor's wife. And um, I live in Accra with my husband, who is a, Apostle Freddie Oji, who is a senior pastor of our ministry. And then with my two lovely kids, that's a testimony on itself. I'm sure you would like to hear about that sometime, but now it's all about me. So let me talk about me. Yes. <laughs> Let me talk about myself. I got born again uh, way back in 19. Then I was I was kind of around 12 years then. Yes. So you can see, I don't know, because sometimes when just recently, I just I was just thinking about my secondary school years. Then I, I I've been kind of protected without even realizing it. I don't know. The hand of God really, really, really did some strange things. But at those times, I didn't really see it that way. But looking back, I think that it's really been God, honestly. It's really been God. God picked me at an early stage. I've been in a home that I was really protected. And then from that 12 years, you know, we, we go to church, nominal Christians, nothing much. And then a young lady kind of walked to me one day. She came to our class and then started talking about Christ. And if we were interested to receive Christ, I said, yes. I didn't really know what I was doing, honestly. <laughs> but I, I just figured that it should, it should be good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and yes, I received Christ at that age. And um, since then, I've not looked back wow. through the ups and down. Yes. And by then I was a day student. Then I got into boarding. And when I got into boarding, I joined Scripture Union. That as well. And to be honest with you, I don't know, because my parents are straight, I always find myself being on the side of the law. Mm. It has its pros and cons. In, in the sense that I, I like to do the right thing, but then sometimes I can get overly strict, you know, and kind of, kind of disciplinarian, want everything to be perfect and everybody around me to be, yeah, growing up, I guess that's one of the things I will have to change. I'm trying, you know, I really want everything to be perfect, you know, so getting into um, Christianity or my Christian life wasn't really that difficult because to me it was you simply obey, you simply do what you are asked to do, you know. And um, being in a body house as well with rules and regulation, I just fitted in. Oh, you are eating at this time, you are bathing at this time, you are going to classes at this time. That works perfectly for me, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, once and I look back, I was sharing with my case on two occasions that I was punished in the school. I was punished by, uh, was it um, that, the, uh, what do they call it? Compound. The house mistress? The, the, Not the house mistress. The prefect? I was, no, he was the, the minister, the, the, sorry, <laughs> the teacher in charge, like uh, works and all that, labor or something. I can't remember. You know why he punished me? So we got to school. We're supposed to reopen. And as you can, uh, you should know by now, um, to the rule. So we open today. 
and I get in today, whilst people are not yet coming back, I'm there. Mm-hmm. So whilst we go in, and I, I met one of my friends and we went out, that was in Tema. So we went out to get and get some stuff that I didn't come with. On our way back, I, I, I saw this um, teacher. That was the first day of reopening. Mm. Hey, girls, are you in school? Yes. Why are you outside? You went to get something. That's wrong. You shouldn't be outside. <laughs> I can't believe it. I mean, people haven't yet reported. And you're telling me I shouldn't be outside. <laughs> and this man, yes, this man went to, to give us a place that we should read in front of the administration block. Mm-hmm. Looking back, I think he did it on purpose. On purpose, yeah. You know? I was about to say that. Yes. Yes. So that people will see that this girl can be panicked. <laughs> well, maybe there was some, and I was so tiny, you know, I was so skinny. You won't believe it. <laughs> and at a point, my friend got tired and said she won't win the game. She gave up. I was oh. really, truly, truly feeling this. Yes. And he didn't come for us again, which means it was on purpose. It was on purpose, yeah. Now, it was on purpose. Then the second time was when we had dining, right? It was our dinner, yes. Is it dinner or supper? I can't remember, one of them. <laughs> so it's normally at 5 o'clock or 5.30, and within 10 minutes that you will hear the bell, everybody should be seated. So when the bell rang, I quickly picked my uh, cutlery set and I was running to the dining. The, 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 one of the prefects, I can't remember her duty again. She saw me coming. She said, everybody should hurry up and they locked the door. Wow. And yes, they, they locked the door. I mean, it, was, it wasn't up to 10 minutes. So I was still within the, 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 time, the time frame. You know, yeah. I can get in. Yes. And when she locked the door, so we were outside and we had to be punished. So when they gave us the punishment, so she purposely came to me saying, you know what? I, why I did what I did? I said, no. He said, it's because of you. I said, why? I said, nobody has punished you in this school before. Nobody has any wrong record about you in this school. That's why I want to punish you. And guess what? What she asked me to do, people did it because they couldn't stop me doing it. I said, Julie, I mean, why are they, what have you done? I mean, you can't do this. So people went to do it for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and, yeah. and you know, it's 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 kind of like, you know, when you look back on all these experiences that you have, especially when you talk about, uh, the fact that, you know, number one, you were protected. Your parents, you know, they did a yeah. good job raising you. Yeah. And yes, you may have been raised in a home that taught you to abide by the rules and regulations and, you know, yeah. do the right thing and all that. But look at today in, in corporate America, in churches, in society, in communities, people are talking about integrity, do the right thing. What is that? Mm-hmm. And so if you have the pleasure <laughs> of that being instilled with you, within you at a younger age, when as you grow up, yeah. it's just a matter of yeah. you learning and kind of figuring out, you know, how to do the right thing. And at the exactly. same time, not because, you know, let's talk about friendship, for example, being in, in being in yeah. a group of people, when you're yeah. the one who is always principled you're the one who is always like you got to do this you got to do that 
people will think you're no fun, right? They don't want to be around exactly. you. It's kind of like, oh, exactly. easy, easy. And then you're in general. And I didn't know I was being called about Mary, honestly. <laughs> let's explain let's explain about mary for those who don't speak our dialects <laughs> okay everybody knows mary is the mother of jesus now let's explain about <laughs> you do that <laughs> she's making me come go back to my early years in ghana right about when this about is a good thing it's not it's it's you know it's kind of yes. like you know it's a good thing a lady you know you're a lady yeah. you know but the thing is when you are referred to like that you know it's kind of mm-hmm. how here we will say um it kind of be it can, it can sometimes be a microaggression where someone kind of yeah. calls you something that is not you but they're saying yeah. it in a in a derogatory way, in a condescending yeah. way. Kind of in, holy, holy, yeah, holy, holy, yeah. Know, kind of. So so it's kind of like <laughs> a good thing, but it's it's being used to refer to you as not in yes. a good light. Yeah. Yes. So yes. So yeah. Yes. So why would they do that? So I'll go to, I'll go for prep in a school. So prep starts as I think yeah seven, and we close by. Eight or nine, I can't remember. So, because I wake up early, and God has blessed me with, you know, some IQ a bit high. So I I usually study when the teacher is teaching. So whatever I do extra, just ask up to it. But I sleep early. That is one fault. Before it's eight o'clock. Even when I, I tell you, so so I I will from seven to eight. I'm alert. From eight to nine, I'm sleeping on my desk. So people will come and pick my boots, you know. When I wake up, they, they will come and wake me up. Julie, so it's all right. It, prep is over, you know, with a bell. And I wake up. I'm all feeling so sleepy. I'll gather whatever book that is around me. And I'm marching straight to the dormitory to go and sleep. And that is when people are hanging around corners, you know, young people. And they will do, you know, that's you know, what they are used to doing. But for me, at that very moment, all that is important is to get to my bed and finish what I started. So on my way, people will be like, huh? She's, I mean, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And just, you know? And people are like, what's wrong with this girl? She's so weird. And, um, and some of my books will be missing. I don't care because you know what? When, because... I'm smart, not to be, not bragging anywhere. I just want to. No, you're not, you know, but you are smart. Just so, own it. So I'm so, so grateful to God because I don't know. I don't know. Then I didn't understand it. But looking back, it has been God. It mm. has been God, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, so as you, so well, as you got is. out of, you know, secondary school life and you went off into yeah. the sunset and all that. Yeah. How did you really take, how did you carry God with you even through like starting um, to do his work? What were some of the things that you did? And along the way, I'm sure you met apostle along the way. So, yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, um, so I was in scripture union and it's a bit regimented as well. We have our study time and all that. And in fact, I was picked as um, the financial secretary 
you know? So I worked within that conference. And then the, the woman, the teacher that was in charge was also so keen on, she had had a rough life. So again, this is God. She has had a very, very bad life and she came to God. So those of us that were under her care, the executives, she, she kind of tried to protect us and will bring us to, to her house, make us to pray for hours. And I don't understand why we are praying. We are praying for our marriages. We are praying for all kinds of things. Oh. And then again, you see God working things out. We didn't understand it. So I got into that kind of sort of effortlessly transited into um, loving God, mm-hmm, being mm-hmm. a prayerful person, if I should put it that way. And just do, doing my, living my Christian life, it just mm-hmm. came normal. To me, it was normal. Mm-hmm. But at a point, I had an encounter with God. I can't really say this happened. There wasn't any strange thing that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't any strange thing. I just know that I love God and I flowed with, with him. And the group I was in, we were constantly praying and all that. <clears throat> and then from there, we went to, um, national service. I again. I went to the hinterlands. I went. I did my service at Seshi. Be quiet. Yes, Seshi. Yeah, that was where I did my my Bibiani. Yes, Bibiani Seshi. That was where I did my national service. And we kind of carried our faith along. You know, straight up we went to a Pentecost church. Uh, sorry, a Pentecost and assemblies of God. And I guess. The what we had in us was reflecting because the leadership naturally picked on us, you know, and, and placed us on kind of leadership roles. And at that stage in my life, all I was interested in is to serve God. Everything about me meant to serve God. So it wasn't really difficult. We went on evangelism, we had crusades and everything. And it was just part of it. And with the children as well that I was teaching, it was so natural telling them about God, you know? So yes, I wouldn't say, um, for honestly speaking, it's been just from one level to another level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean my life has been hit free. <laughs> now, I've been, there, have been, there have been times I'm wondering, God, are you there? Yes, let me give you an example. Hmm. So when I was done with my secondary school, I did A-level. Can you imagine shock in quotes? I scored, my, my, my grades were absolutely good. O-level was distinction. I am good in math and all that. Then I teach um, economics, government, accounting. Though when my result came, I had all my scores were B with the exception of economics. And economics, I didn't pass, I didn't fail. So I had to reset. Mm. I was so shattered. Mm-hmm. And everybody that I taught, those I taught had A's, B's. So it was like, I mean, you know, when you come to check your results, there are people- And they posted for everybody to see. Like I- Catherine Marshall or something. And I read through it. I didn't understand. 
I think God was preparing me for what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. If I've had um, the the if I've had people or somebody who have given me a push, I would have requested for a remark of my economics. Mm-hmm. But nobody was willing to go that extra length with me because I know what I wrote, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But it it kind of shattered me. It kind of threw me in a in a like or uh, kind of broke the glass for me yeah. that people go through suffering. And and it, that's what the, exactly what you experienced. What you experienced is the the these moments where you know we are working with God. Everything looks good. Yeah. He's telling us to do yeah. this. We are doing that. And what when you said yeah. your story, I said that's disappointment. You know when you are yeah. sure about something and you're kind of like, yes, I'm going to get yes. the grades, and then it doesn't go your way, yes. and there's this dark, deep feeling yes. of disappointment. How did you come mm-hmm. out of it? Mm-hmm. Ah, it was a sad moment, to be honest. It was a sad moment. And <clears throat> uh, nobody told me anyway. I just had to go through that dark moment. And I kept asking myself, what did I do wrong? No, <clears throat> where did I miss it? Is it that I wasn't smart? No, those guys I taught, I, I actually taught them, they got A. So where did I, and I know what I wrote. And I'm like, is somebody targeting me to get back at me at, for what? And I felt so sad. I felt so sad. And to be honest with you, I think that was depression without me realizing it because I didn't want to risk it. Mm-hmm. I had no joy in taking my books and it lasted until when we were free because I I couldn't imagine myself not going with my mates you know but one of my friends got uh, informed me that I can actually go to the uni with what I had just that I couldn't I, I wouldn't be able to read what I wanted to read well half bread is better than none as we say down here so I took it up and along the line, I, it didn't really affect my Christian disposition much because that was the time when we went to um, national service. I kept serving God. Mm-hmm. I, kept, I kept doing the things I'm used to doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And luckily or blessedly, I got to go to the uni with my friends. Just mm-hmm. I didn't do what I wanted to do, the, the program mm-hmm. I wanted to do. But looking back, I think God was still working through it because then I so much wanted to be an accountant. Mm. So I did that education. I went to do education at University of Cape Coast and I was trained to be a teacher. Guess what? I'm a natural teacher. Mm-hmm. And God knew that I need to go through that training. You know, mm-hmm. I needed that academic kind of thing to teach Mm -hmm. me to be a teacher Mm -hmm. and if God had allowed me to score what I wanted to score there was no way I was going to be a teacher now Mm -hmm. I wanted Mm -hmm. to make money please (laughs) (laughs) money is good okay (laughs) it's good 
but making sure that you make it in a way that serves other people, right? And not being so focused yes. on the money that you ignore the ways of God. Yes. That is what we oftentimes miss. Yes. Well, as you're talking, there's something that yes. I want to refer back to. Um, this morning, I was in Second Corinthians, and I have been in Second Corinthians for a number of reasons. But I was in Second Corinthians um, reading about Apostle Paul's ministry. And there is a part in Second Corinthians that talks about um, the boasting, uh, we boast in hope, right? And yeah. um, I have leaned on this Second uh, Corinthians in particular, because as you know, I'm going through a transition in my life and identity and all these things. So I wanted to kind of start really focusing on when you're walking through ministry with God, when you're doing God's work, right? What are some yeah, of the things, yeah. what are some of the challenges that as women we face? And right there in Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12, it says, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. You know, as you talk about your disappointments and the way in which God orchestrated your life to finally being in a place where you get to teach, and you're not even teaching like accounting and stuff. You're teaching his word. Yeah. You're teaching yes. his word that is transforming people's <laughs> lives and changing people's mm -hmm. hearts. You know, there's this renewed hope that I always lean on um, when I'm mm -hmm. going through times of difficulty. Disappointment mm -hmm. can really take people away from God. At the same yeah. time, if you lean into the disappointment and ask God to show you what mm -hmm. he's trying to tell you, it can lead you back mm -hmm. to him. And I have experienced both where yeah. when I wrote a book proposal, I was sure God was saying I should write the book proposal. I'm going to get picked up. 2021 <laughs> is going to be my year. And when that disappointment came, like you said, you had this there was no joy to even pick up a book. For me, there was no joy to write. Yeah. And so in 2021, I, yeah. I walked away from writing and writing is my gift. I, I was like, I don't have any joy to write. I don't feel like it. I'm just not going to do this. I just sat in that depression. I just did, you know, everything but write. <laughs> and then this year he said, no, you are going to write. You better start writing. Good. And so I jumped back Good. on my blogging. I started, I have two books that I have written on my laptop that I'm still kind of, and so that's that's where, you know, you kind of have to, and then after the disappointment, so you've gone through this yeah. and you've come out of it. And then now you're ready yeah. to take a leap. So talk to the woman yeah. out there who has been through this disappointment and now they have yeah. to trust God again. And that threshold of fear and faith, because like I said, I have two books written, but I'm sitting at this threshold of fear and faith. Will I be disappointed <laughs> again? Do I have to do it again? I don't want to go through that. Thing. You know, like we go through these things, like the woman who has gone through miscarriage after miscarriage after miscarriage. Oh, and the yeah. doctor, the doctor is saying, that. the doctor is saying one more IVF. Let's do one more. You're like, mm -hmm. I don't want to do one mm -hmm. more IVF because I don't want to mm -hmm. be disappointed and all that. And so you're yeah. sitting at this threshold of faith and fear. Talk to that woman who is right there. I am. So talk to that woman. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, 
I think one of the things that pulled me through was that, I don't know, but it's also a kind of a trait thing. And well, if you don't have it, get close to somebody who will push you and push your dream. Mm. For me, I've been trained from the onset not to give up on things. So I, did, I didn't mention that I found another way of meeting my desire. Well, it wasn't exactly what God wanted, but I just needed to make sure I achieved that goal of becoming an accountant. So I passed through a route of registering for the professional course. I went through the whole ACCA chartered accountancy, you know, kind of thing. But at a point I realized that this was not for me and I focused mm. on what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. I channel my energy to being the best of me. Mm -hmm. I love, I love challenges and I go out for challenges for any time something presents itself to me that I can't do it. One thing that I always do is to see the end and relinquish the process to God. Mm -hmm. Most of times, I, I, I know that this is what God is asking me to do. And this is what, so it, it, I got to the point that I was always looking forward to my time of fellowship with God. So having a, a time of fellowship with God, trust me, I made a lot of mistakes. Sometimes I told you because of my upbringing, I'm tilted towards being street, a disciplinarian, you know, I don't have, patient for people who don't do the right thing and God yes and it's in as much as it's a strength it's also a, it's weakness, a weakness because mm -hmm. we are not all we don't have the same capacity mm -hmm. I, and I'm even at now I'm still praying to God I said give me a compassionate heart towards mm. people who don't meet my expectation now I learned that in my place of devotion with God and you will tell me no don't be so harsh with people. Don't be so harsh. With, and I will break down and I will cry. And I, I, I was, it was, 2022 was a season when I had all kinds of things thrown at my integrity, you know? And things that were not true were being pushed around about me. And I'm like, you don't mean it. It's not true. You know, you can't say that. And I was so mad and angry. But God will gently tell me, can you relinquish that control? Allow me mm. to walk you through it. Allow me to lead you through it. So devotion is important, a place of intimacy with God. And the next thing that helped me is understanding that if you want to achieve anything in life, it comes with obstacles. I've learned it. And the higher your, your goal, or the higher the thing you want to achieve, the higher the obstacle. Because you must have that capacity to handle what is coming at you. You know, God doesn't just pick anybody and put you up there. You must represent him and represent him well. And that means that there are some character things that he needs to deal with. And so those challenges will come and you've been able to know that I mean, God is with you through it, will help you. So when you get down, I'll tell myself, 
Julia, you can't afford to be here. A lot of things, a lot of people are depending on you rising or depending on you doing this, not because of the people, but there's something God has deposited in me. And I'm like, no, I can't just let this go. There's so much God has invested in me. Well, let me get up. If I fail, I fail. God said he will not share his glory with me. <laughs> then he wouldn't share his share with me. So <laughs> let me go in the name of God. Mm-hmm. So I want to encourage you out there. When you feel that you will fail again, remember if you get the glory, it is to God. Mm. So it is God's glory ultimately. So if you don't succeed, it's not yours. I don't see God taking the glory. And then when I feel he giving me the shame. No, Ooh. it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. So it's all his. If he's interested in the glory, he's interested in the shame. Mm. <laughs> and, and when I do that, it kind of mentally, you know, relaxes me. You know, so there is no a do and die affair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can pass. I can fail. Mm-hmm. So I'm all right. Yeah. You understand? That, that, I mean, as you're talking, you know, I thought I thought about having that supernatural capacity to lean on God during the yeah. best and worst moments of your life. And I like how even just hearing you talk about your life, um, you went through adversities in life, but you had positioned yourself that no matter what, your heart is always going to be yielded to God. You know, yes. um, you weren't yes. going to yes. sway left when it's good and sway right when it's not good. Or you're not going to go to God only when things are good and you're going to blame yeah. him when things are not going yeah. your way. You know, um, I was listening to uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes this morning, mm-hmm. too, um, when I was working out and he was talking about, you know, being um, a Christian and wanting to achieve things in life. You believe God is calling you to something and you you you're, you want to do it. This mm-hmm. comes with, you know, when you, with the moment you decide to walk with God, you have to relinquish safety. It's kind of like you have to, you know, yes. there's no safety. Like you can't be comfortable yes. when you, when you're like, I no, because he is, the reason why he will prune you is because he wants you to bear yes. more fruit. And the farmer is yes. going to prune for a reason. There's a reason why we prune. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you. <laughs> you know, before we even continue, there's one thing I wanted to say. You know, the way I'm chatting with you and I'm all having fun with you, it, that is the way I do with God. And it's my prayer that every person will get to that point. Mm-hmm. Two or three days ago, one of my daughters sent me a message. She said, Mama, I, I feel God is telling me that I should get intimate. I should get to know him more and more. But I'm praying. I'm fasting. I'm reading the word. But I still feel that there's something I need to do. Something is just missing. And I started laughing and I called her and I said, Josie, and she said, right, you know, the only thing you're not doing is to relax in God. So when, when, when she, I saw her on Sunday, she was, you know, mama, what you said was exactly what I was missing. 
And I, I told her, can you make God your friend? Can you make the Holy Spirit your friend? Now, when he is your friend, he is not shy of you. He knows the innermost part of you. So you can actually go to him with your weakness. He knows if that is what he wants us to do with him. Our problem is that we want to present a perfect you know, picture to God. And meanwhile, we are not perfect. We can't be perfect, you know? And that is the problem we have, you see? So to everyone out there, mother, um, man, maybe some men listening to you, father. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sister, low, low key listening. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't be perfect. Just relax in God. Make him your friend. Make the Holy Spirit your friend. He understands you more than you know. You know, yes. This threshold of faith and fear, of fear and faith, really stops a lot of women from, um, you know, walking in their purpose and doing the things that God is wanting them, them to do. And so you know, how, you know, can we even walk with God in times of uncertainty, especially when it comes to discerning? Is that, is this what God wanted me to do? Is it, should I just, my marriage is falling apart and he wants me to what now? Sit and wait for what? <laughs> so talk to the sisters, the moms, the wives who, you know, when in 2023, we want. Okay. So what I want to say is trust God and God alone, he is the only constant in your journey. Constant. God is the only constant in your journey, in you and me, our journeys. Now, people may fail you. They may give up on you. Some because they've actually gotten to their bus stop of their journey with you, right? And some not intentional because they may be going through things they are not willing to share with you. So when they don't meet up with your expectation, if you don't take care, you are going to stall your own or stagnate your own journey because of them. But when you have it at the back of your mind that the only constant in this journey is God, you will not be disappointed so much. Proverbs chapter 3 Permit me to read five to seven for you. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. There's so much that is in this. Number one, trust. Trust him. Amplified version said, acknowledge him, acknowledge him. Hallelujah. And just trust him in all your ways, not just part of your ways, all your ways. Even when your message is still all your ways, come back and say, daddy, I miss it, but I'm coming back to you. And then the second thing is don't be wise in your own eyes. Let me tell you this. <laughs> What do you think you know? Somebody knows it better than you. And somebody can <laughs> do it better than you. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. You know, so always be open to receive from people's experience, godly experience. People who 
uh, even worldly wisdom, let me put it, because there are people who have been trained in the secular environment that understand what you need to do is not always spiritual. If you understand, God might be pointing you to a, a path and said, now, main social and soul person, he or she is the prof or the expert in this field. Allow God to direct you. Don't just be wise in your own eyes. And of course, he said, don't lean in your own understanding. <laughs> Seek his will in all you do. So ask yourself, am I really in the will of God? And sometimes you'll be, you'll be in the will of God, but you might not be doing it exactly how God wants it to God want you to do it. And you might be in the will of God and people will come and tell you you are not in the will of God. That is why intimacy is important. When God gives you the assignment, you must have a way of understanding when God speaks to you. You must have a way of knowing that this is God. How God speaks to me would definitely be different from how he speaks to you. another person. Mm -hmm. For some people, it's a still small voice. For some, it's in the dream. For some, it's when they are reading the word. For some, it's when they are listening to God's word being preached by another person, right? For some, it might even be an inscription on a taxi or a, a public bus. Mm -hmm. You understand? Now, no matter how God speaks to you, there should always be peace in your heart that this is God. Mm -hmm. You will know it in your heart that this is God. It gives you peace. Even when it doesn't make any logical sense, it gives you peace. And then there's something I said, if you want, if you must discern the voice of God in 2023, you must be intimate with God. Now, Kate, if I'm in a crowd, and if I am in a place, in a crowded place with different kinds of individual and you speak, I will turn. Because mm -hmm. I heard your voice. Mm -hmm. Why did I hear your voice? I know your voice. There yeah. is 99% chance that it is you. Mm -hmm. You understand? So the more we engage with God in prayer, in the word, the more we become very, very close with him. There's no magic to it. The only thing is to get close, constant. Hebrews chapter, what is that? I think he, let me read it for you. Hebrews chapter five, quickly, let me just see if I can get it. Chapter five, I think verse 11 or verse four. It says something about constant practice. When we constantly, you know, engage something. Aha, I think verse 11, God help me. Yes, I think it said, let me, the ESV said, about this we have much to say, and it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. <laughs> For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who by their powers of discernment, trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. You get it? If you must transition from 
milk to solid food, there must be that part of being trained by constant practice. Mm -hmm. If you need to hear God, get to God by his word, mm. primarily. <laughs> his word, primarily. Then prayer. You need, prayer is not you just sitting there talking, blah, blah, blah. No, prayer is conversation, talk to God. You don't even need, sometimes it can be in awkward, awkward situations, awkward places. You just, you know, oh God, what should I do? And you see, an idea will drop in your mind instantly. You understand? So by constant practice, you will be able to understand that this is God. You'll be able to discern. And then by the power of the Holy Spirit, when you make the Holy Spirit your friend, trust me, he's the best friend. I mean, try it, try it. I mean, this is the best part of what I'm saying. If you want a very good friend who will not disappoint you, who will not back out at the last minute, who will not you know, throw rubbish at you, try the Holy Spirit. And every time, he would gently push us and tell us this is the way, go or use it. You know, hearing you say all that, what I keep hearing is what he says in his word about set your mind and keep it set. Like fix your mind on things above, not on things below, yes. right? Second Corinthians. Yes. yes. And yes. as I'm hearing this, all I'm hearing is as sisters, as women, as men of God, yeah. when you have made the decision to choose God, just choose him. Yeah. Just, just, you choose decide, him. choose him. There, there's choose this him. back and forth and all that, you know, and that comes because we are so distracted. You know, our eyes yes. are looking at fancy things, beautiful things, yes. things that we are like, oh, I want that. Oh, I want that. Can yes. I have that? And God is like, just choose me and remain steadfast, remain steadfast yeah. in me yes. and watch what I can do for you. And mm -hmm. we have to learn this about us. It's kind of like, you know, the, the things you've said with the prayer and getting into his word and the Holy Spirit. We always have to remember that we are, it's a relationship, you know? So even when we pray yeah. and he speaks, yeah. we have to listen. Yeah. Yes. We have to listen. Yes. But we can't continue to talk. And Even talk when we don't it. like what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sometimes, I'm sometimes it hurts. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, what now? <laughs> Honestly. Not, not, not to cut you short. So recently we had our NAFAS program. So I've been praying throughout the, the year for this program. And then along the line, God said, stop praying about the attendance. I've taken care of it, but I can't just stop. I can't just stop. And God said, pray for the venue. I said, God, what? That place is already secured. What are you talking about? He keeps saying, pray for the venue. Stop praying about the attendance. The number of people that you want to come, they are going to come. And I, I kept, I wasn't subtle, but I know I was hearing God when he was saying, pray for the venue. Guess what? On the very day that we we, we are to start, the team that went ahead with the equipment and everything, they got to the campground and they were refused entrance to the hall. They called me. They, were, they went there so early, like they left here around 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. So they got there about before 6 a.m. 
Hmm. They call me and say, Mama, we are not being allowed to set up our equipment. I'm like, are you, are you serious? He said, yes. Then I, did, I told you to pray about the campground. Mm-hmm. I said, oh my God. But guess what? I prayed. And I said, Lord, I prayed. He said, yes, I know. So I, I, I had to pick the phone. Uh, my husband said, call the guy in charge. What is the problem? Uh, you know, and I called the guy and I said, guy, what are you saying? No, you, you have to use the other auditor. I said, no, that auditor wouldn't work for what we have in mind. Mm-hmm. And I had to calm down. I had to really, really, really calm down. <laughs> and God sorted it very nicely. It he sorted yeah. it perfectly. Yeah. Perfectly. So if I had not listened to the voice of God telling me to pray for the calm ground and I was concentrating, the number that turned up amazed all of us. Mm-hmm. We were over, I mean, we were amazed by the number of women that turned up. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, people were still arriving in the midnight with buses. It can only be God. So hmm. God told me that he was in charge. I got enough over 120 something plus women for the first time and we're sleeping <laughs> over. I'm telling you. So when God told me I should stop worrying about the number, he know what he was talking about. He was, yep, he did. You see. So, yeah. so sometimes the instruction might not be what we feel like. Just obey. Just it's, obey. It's 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 you know it's it's the I go through it all the time. It's you know my personality and you know you have a strategy and a plan and it's kind of like oh god. But I have come to you want to learn, be in control. Yeah, you want to be in control. But I've learned from God that you know um, when you are walking with God, oftentimes that that soul, the soul part of you, which is your personality, your, Mm -hmm. your mind Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. That's what Mm -hmm. he's constantly working on. It's not your spirit. Your spirit has already been given to him. He has your spirit. It's that soul, your soul, because that's where the work is. Your, your mind, your personality, your consciousness, your emotions, not talk about emotions, (laughs) your emotions. That's what he's always constantly. If we have trusted in God, remember he is the chief executive, or if there's anything bigger than chief executive, he is it of the world. The world we see and the one we don't see. So stop figuring out how it's going to end for Christ's sake. Get excited about life. Go out, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I told my husband, listen to this, um, Christmas Day, even though we didn't have much to do, I told him, you know, honey, you know what I want to do? I want to eat cake and ice cream. And there's this particular brand of ice cream. I want it so bad. Mm. And <laughs> he said, I'm going, is that what you want for me? I said, yes. So we drove to the mall. And we got it. Coming back, my son wasn't feeling too good. So we needed to pick some tabs. He had some flu. And then they said he should weigh himself on the scale. There was a scale in the pharmacy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I went to weigh myself. Oh, my God. That was a mistake. Honey, let's. I'm not going to do that. No, 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 no. 
then you will lose your joy. <laughs> this ice cream I'm going to eat is medicine for shedding weight. <laughs> have my ice cream and my cake for Christ's sake. <laughs> I, I don't care about the weight, please. Let me have my life. <laughs> and besides, after afterwards we'll be we'll be having some fasting and everything. Even if we don't have the fasting, please, I don't want anything about oh weight God. today. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have fun. Yeah. So uh, to my ladies that out is there, joy. please don't don't take life too serious. Don't don't. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If you lean on on God, He has the way of working things out perfectly perfectly so yes stop figuring out how it will end god knows how it's going to and it, and it, jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, i know the plans i have for you plans of good and not of evil to bring you to an expected end the end is an expected one not a haphazard end you know and he has the capacity to bring you to that expected end so rest relax relax the last well, in 2023 you you know, to <laughs> she's te- she's really indirectly talking to me and i am i'm swallowing all of that and trying to you know once this recorded and you and i gotta talk so <laughs> all right let's close this out um <laughs> let's close this out so as we go into 2023 how it was delicious yeah, um, I've learned something, and that's one of the things I really wanted to talk about. And you see, relationships are important. Human relationships are very important, but you should know when there is a full stop, when there's a comma, and all that. And <clears throat> oh my God, Kate, <laughs> you don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right. Now, um, <laughs> oh God! So, with with that said, um, I, I've purposed and I I tried it and it actually worked. Don't hold grudges against people, especially people you think they disappointed you or they hurt you when you least expected it. Honestly, reach out to them, even if it's a hello. A high, whether that your calls are returned or not returned, or your your messages, you know, put yourself in the place of people sometimes, and <clears throat> don't allow their experience to become your experience. In quote, if they are having a rough time, and you reach out. That doesn't mean you should also have a rough time by getting angry at their attitude. It is their attitude. You are different. Have your own attitude, which is godly attitude. Another thing I want to put out there, God told me, and I'm trying so hard to do that. And this morning, he gave me a scripture to back it that are hidden and when to release them. <laughs> I was doing my Bible study this morning in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 10. You can read that later. 
um, three to four, Revelation 10, three to four. So um, um, the scripture said, John the Revelator was shown a vision or something, an angel spoke and uttered some words. And then when he was about to write, then God said, don't write. This is to be hidden for now. If you want to have your peace of mind, know the things that are hidden for now. And even the things that are to be revealed, know what are to be revealed and who you should reveal it to. It's mm. not everybody that has the capacity to handle your vision. They can't handle it. They may get, I don't want to say envious and jealous because it's, it's a natural feeling. You know, it comes that it comes out that way. I just don't want to say, right? Is they don't have the capacity to handle it at this very moment, you know. And if they don't handle it right, it might affect you negatively. So know what to hide and what to release in 2023. Go step by step. When it is time for it to be unveiled, trust me, it will come out naturally so that you save yourself from certain, you know, things that are not so good mm -hmm. and purpose not to be stopped no matter what. Never entertain fear. Fear is a torment. First John 4, 18. Fear is a torment. The love of God doesn't dwell in fear. The love of God liberates. The love of God lets us have life. The love of, love of God is not cumbersome. It's not um, depressing, but fear is. So, and fear, it can be spiritual. Don't give an inch to fear. If you, even when you can't do it, that is why God is God. Hey God, I can't do this. I can't do this. And he keeps saying, I know you, you can do it. And I'm telling, let me tell you, in 2022, there will be time I'll be cleaning the dishes and I'll be talking to myself. I said, I said, Julia, how are you going to get through this stuff? You need this. I can't do this, God. I can't be anymore. And I'll hear in my in my head, you can, you can. And then I'll turn it and, I, and I'll turn it around and I'll, I'll start saying, I can, I can. I don't feel I can, but I can. <laughs> so I don't want to give fear any chance. Wow. Wow. Yes. And step out in faith. Step out yes. in faith. Yes. You will do it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I mean, so many ways to go. <laughs> the scripture that you said you mentioned about knowing the things that you need to talk about and the things that you don't need yeah. to talk about. What's the Bible verse for those listening? It's um uh, Revelation 10, okay. three to four. So if this is God, who didn't want some aspect of the revelation to be unveiled? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, if God doesn't want this, some of his things to be unveiled, I'm his daughter. He's simply telling me there are seven things about me that shouldn't be unveiled until the right time. Until the right so time. I'm learning from my father. Yes, I'm learning from him. So mm -hmm. let's all, all learn from God. Some things that ought not to be unveiled. And even when it should be unveiled, know the place and the space where you should be unveiling it, especially yes. your dreams yes. and your goals. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. yes. <laughs> well, Mama, this has been great.
And I mean, I mean, as we go into 2023, I'm looking forward to what is in store and um, leave us by telling us what does joy look like for you these days? What joy looks for me, looks like for me these days? <laughs> oh, come on. Besides, besides cake and ice My cream. daughter is called Joy. She's <laughs> called Joy on peppers. <laughs> well anyway well joy to me is being in god's will even when it's painful and trust me there have been times that doing what god asked me to do has been painful i've had to cry sometimes but through it all god ha his love is beyond explanation, you know. So for me, joy is being in his will. And I'm a bit adventurous. Let me put it that way. I don't feel content just being where I am. If we do something now, there's something else we should do, you know. So I have, uh, I, I always try to aim higher than what I can do. And, and I also want it to be what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And for me to live, for every woman out there that is just listening to me, there's something God told me in prayer concerning 2023. And I want to share with you, is in the book of Psalm, from verse, uh, Psalm chapter 1, from verse 1 to 3, especially the verse 3 of that Psalm. Let me read it quickly, please, if you don't mind. I'll just read it. And I'll, and I'll tell you my, <clears throat> I don't want to say mantra, I, but I just want to say my God, my go-to word for 2023. It said, all the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. Verse 3, they are like trees planted along the river bank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Now the amplified version of that verse says, and he shall be like a tree, firmly planted, firmly on the line, planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Mm, mm, mm. God said in 2023, we will flourish. <laughs> we will prosper and come into maturity. Extra noise. 
So thank you so much, Mama. And you know my heart. You know where it is. If I last year by this time, where was I? I was in Ghana. I was in the midst of COVID. Yes. 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 <laughs> Who would have believed, right? Who would have believed? I know. Yes. Who would have believed? So Ghana, trust. COVID. I yes. called you. You called me. I'm like, oh my God, you know. <laughs> and here we, oh my gosh. Yeah, we can't wait to do it again. So I look forward to seeing you soon. And thank you as always for your heart and supporting me and helping me grow. And I look always forward to And so yes. I am looking forward to what is in store for this new year. So thank you so much. I love you. (laughs) Thank you too for having me. I love you too. Bye. (laughs) Thank you to everyone. God bless you. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And once you have chosen that relationship, you have to show up. You know, we have to show up for God. We just can't be, you know, show up, show up for him every single day because he's ready to partner with us. So this has been great. This has been great. And I hear some little ones in my house starting to.